Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Welcome to another episode of A Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. So today is a little bit different. We are going to do an episode called Quick Quick Sips, Sips, where we quickly debunk five common health and wellness myths. So here we go. Of course, we have our morning cups brewing. Em, what do you have in your cup today? Today, I am drinking a latte. What about you and yours? I have um, a nice cup of tea here. So in middle school, I actually drank coffee in the mornings before I headed out to the school bus <laughs> and used to think, you know, why didn't I ever grow past five foot two? <laughs> you know, even Cher in the movie Clueless would make a reference and say she didn't drink coffee because she wanted to be 5'10", like Cindy Crawford. <laughs> so does coffee really stunt your growth? Well, according to articles from Mayo Clinic and Harvard Health, there is no scientific evidence that concludes coffee stunts your growth. I think parents just didn't want their kids to consume the caffeine, so they'd be wired or wide awake at bedtime. I mean, that makes sense, right? I mean, it's funny how we grow up hearing these different wives' tales Mm -hmm. um, surrounding health and wellness. One that was common in our household was the five-second rule. Oh, I know that one. You know, if you drop your breakfast on the floor, you have five seconds to quickly grab it and eat it, and then, you know, you're suddenly fine. But the truth of the matter is that no matter how long your food is on the floor, it is exposed to contamination and bacteria. There are certain foods that are more prone to contamination, wet foods in particular, like uh, watermelons. So we know watermelons your favorite food, yes, Janice. Yes, it sure is. But if it goes flying on the floor, beware, it might be full of bacteria. <laughs> okay, gross. Uh, yeah, okay, gross. So the myth is that no matter um, if, if your food is on the floor for less than five seconds, there's no contamination, but the truth is there is. Okay, well, now that we've established that food dropped on the floor isn't free from bacteria, Mm -hmm. Em, what about choosing organic versus non-organic foods? Are organic foods actually better for us? That's a good question. So it really depends on how you define better for you. In terms of pesticide exposure, so the the difference between organic and conventional foods or non-organic foods is that Organic foods are not exposed to the pesticides, the hormones um, that conventional foods are. And studies show that there's about a third less pesticides Mm -hmm. on uh, organic foods. But it's important to note that even with conventional foods, the level of pesticides is still safe. You know, something to weigh. In terms of the nutritional content, Mm -hmm. the, the studies are inconclusive as to whether organic food is nutritionally better for you than conventional food. There's a little bit of difference in terms of um, some vitamins, but studies have shown there is really not a ton of difference. So it really comes down to, are you willing to pay for it? Are you interested in the environment? Because there is a difference between organic farming versus conventional farming. But I would encourage you to do your own research. This is a decision you have to make on your own. Sure. And you do know that there are lists that talk about the dirty dozen or the clean Mm -hmm. 15, um, what does that entail? So the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15 are a list of produce items, fruits and vegetables, that um, 
look at the level of pesticides on that produce. So the clean 15 are typically foods that can be peeled. So you're talking about Mm -hmm. an orange or a banana, things that you're not eating the outside. And the dirty dozen are, you know, the fruits and the vegetables that you eat whole. So a blueberry or a peach. And so that can be helpful if if you're deciding whether you want to buy some produce organic um, and then other ones that you can just buy normal. Okay, we got it. Janice, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing my jumping jacks. Okay, folks, this is what it looks like when you put a bunch of wellness professionals in a meeting. We do exercise in our meetings, but is 30 seconds of jumping jacks actually going to help you? Well, so now we can talk about the next myth, which is physical activity only counts if you do it for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. So many of us wonder if we have to put aside a block of 30 minutes up to an hour for exercise for it to be beneficial for our health. Whether you exercise for 30 minutes a day or prefer to work out in bursts throughout your day, you will still reap the benefits of life extending the benefits of physical activity. A study by the National Cancer Institute concluded that your heart rate must be up for at least 10 minutes for the exercise to have its benefits. Examples of short bursts include walking or riding your bike if you don't need to drive to the location, like a quick grocery store run, if you're able to. And when you walk, walk more briskly. So when you're walking across the street, walk as fast as you can. Taking the stairs instead of an elevator, if that's possible, and also getting your heart rate up when you get a chance just by doing jumping jacks, as I just did here during <laughs> our our podcast, or jogging in place. Um, I also tend to use two-pound dumbbells when I do my jumping jacks, and boy, does that get your heart rate going, right, oh. Olga? Olga's nodding over here. <laughs> yes, yes, it helps. Anything helps, even a little bit of any exercise. Well, now that I've got my burst of exercise in, I'm getting really hungry for lunchtime. Ooh, I know, me too. What'd you bring for lunch? I'm actually really excited about my lunch. I have an egg salad sandwich. Oh my goodness. This makes me so happy. For those who don't know me, I love puns, so this is great. But speaking of eggs, there is a common myth that eggs are bad for you, specifically for your heart health. This is going to be the final myth we're debunking for today. So the myth is that eggs are high in cholesterol, Therefore, they must be bad for my health. So there's a lot of explanation that can go behind this, and I'm going to try to simplify it um, as quick as possible. But the main thing to take away is that dietary cholesterol is very different than the cholesterol that's in your bloodstream. Um, So cholesterol is this waxy kind of fat-like substance that occurs naturally in our human body. Mm -hmm. It's made in the liver. Our liver actually makes enough cholesterol for us. Um, And Cholesterol is really important. It's not bad for us. Um, But in terms of dietary cholesterol, the cholesterol that we consume in our food, it's not necessarily the cholesterol level that raises our cholesterol um, in our blood. It's actually the Mm -hmm. trans fat and the saturated fat. So when you're looking at a nutrition label, you really want to be paying attention to what that trans and saturated fat levels are. If for eggs, particularly, the egg yolk does have um, some cholesterol, but there's about 1.5 grams of saturated fat, but there are so many great things about eggs. So if you're eating an egg a day, um, you're kind of limiting it to about six to seven eggs a week. Studies have shown that, you know, it's not going to have a huge impact on your heart health. So there we go. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Quick Sips.
Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the quick myths debunked today. And if you have suggestions for myths that you would like to see debunked in the future, please let us know. Bye, guys. Bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on Sharp Net. Thank <laughs> you.